Welcome to Set for Life with Pastor Ray Jensen. You can find us at setforliferadio.com. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So let's listen from God's Word, verse by verse, on how we can prepare for the coming of the Lord and Messiah Jesus, who died on the cross, so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life if you give your heart and believe what He's done for you. You'll be set for life with the treasure stored up in heaven when you're through. You'll be set for life. Be and I hear him go, give it to Harold. Like, no, nah, I'm giving this to my dad. Give it to Harold. And God used a dad voice. Give it to Harold. Harold walks in. Here, Harold, you want this? Oh, that's is great. What is it? So I had to explain to him what a flash drive was. And I'm in my heart going, see, God, he doesn't even know what it is. Well, then Harold comes back. But this time there was nobody on the yard. So he goes, Anna, I need you to come out here and do an inspection so I can offload. So I'm walking. I hear God go, ask Harold where he's going to go when he dies. Now, that was easy. I asked Harold, hey, where are you going to go when you die? We have this nice little dialogue, right? So I'm turning around and going back in. And I hear the Lord go, did you stop talking to your dad when you got married? Like, well, no. He goes, and why do you think I'm going to stop talking to you? You see, I realized that that fear I had, the resentment, the abandonment, the mistrust had led me not to be submissive to Ray. And it was holding us back because I wasn't submissive to him. I wasn't submissive to the Lord. And I was being held back. I wasn't being a new creation. I didn't realize I had that fear in me because I was afraid God would stop talking to me. But what he was saying is, I can't talk to you if you're not going to be in order. So if you want me to continue talking to you, you got to be in order with your husband. And so he started taking me. So I prayed. I said, okay, Lord, do what you got to do. Get me there. And I'm going to tell you it was blood, sweat, and tears. It was God's blood, but it was my sweat and tears because it was a lot of hard work to get to where I could stand up today. And um, he brought somebody like Joanna who would look at me and she goes, Anna, you're treating your husband like he's your boss. You're not treating him like a husband. Okay, what do I need to do? How do I fix this? And I'm going to tell you that as the Lord worked on me, I learned how to be quiet. I learned how to be more gentle. I learned how to be more soft. And I learned how to take everything to the Lord in prayer so that the enemy could not get in between us. So ladies, this Bible thing, it really does work. And it is hard because true love takes work. You know, the first time, one of the early times I remember meeting Anna, I was working at an electronics place building transmitters. And she brought a big old giant spool of wire that she had to hang on this rack. And I said, uh, hey, can I help you with that? She goes, I don't need no man's help. I'll do this myself. Whoa. I thought, challenge accepted. I'm going to conquer this one. So anyway, the Lord brought us around. So ladies, there's a lot of good stuff in here. You can receive the heritage of Sarah and he'll fix your marriage. He'll I understand that you may have had a bad thing in the past, but I'm talking about walking forward. There's forgiveness. Let's walk forward and do right. Okay. So now guys, it's your turn. First Peter three, verse seven, husbands, likewise, dwell with them with understanding, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers may not be hindered. I'm going to break this down one little piece at a time, because there's way too many men out there abusing their leadership position. 
First off, Peter said for the men, dwell with them in understanding. So husbands, be considerate. Don't steamroll over the top of your wife with that attitude, where's my glass of tea? If you want a glass of tea, you get in the kitchen and get it yourself. And if she wants one, get her one. If she happens to say, no, that's okay, I'll get it. Well, now you got something working here, but don't don't come in there just rolling over the top of her. And you come in with that beating your chest, I'm the man, I'm the king of the castle here kind of attitude. That's not dwelling with her. That's trying to stomp all over the top of her. Have compassion on her. The job of a husband is to protect and care for the wife, not to bulldoze her to the ground. Give honor to her, Peter said. This means you got to treat her with great esteem. you got to have a lot of high respect for your wife. Whenever you see your wife, you should see her that it is a privilege that you get to have her, that you get to hold her up with such tribute and admiration that this woman has chosen you over all the millions of guys walking the planet. She picked you. She wants to be yours. She's not there to help you live your life the way you want it. She's there so that you can live life with her. Dwell with them, he said. She's not just there so you can drop in for a quick bite to eat and then go hang out with the guys. Dwell with her. You know, I tried that dwell with her thing the other day. I decided to go wash dishes. Anna keeps telling me I'll, I'll get the dishes done. I went in there and started washing dishes, and she come in there like that was her job. And, I, and she goes, I, I was going to do that. I was going to do that. I said, let me help. Let me help. And she went, okay. <laughs> what is he doing? <laughs> this Bible thing works, doesn't it? She liked it. I washed the dishes. Peter said, dwell with her, with understanding. Ask her how her day went, whether it went good or bad. And when she starts talking, guys, be quiet. And listen to her. Let her talk. (laughs) Don't find out what was wrong with her day and then try to fix her. We're fixers. We like to do that. that, That's what you did wrong. So you should have done this. Now you just bulldoze over the top of her. Listen to her. Let her talk. Even if the subject doesn't interest you. I do this all the time with Anna. It it goes something like this. It's kind of similar. I say, well, how'd your day go? She goes, oh, those guys over there in section 1203, they have no idea that when we start a a PO, it has to match what they gave us from maintenance. Because if it doesn't, then then we got to make sure that it does. And that's when I have to go over to fleet and say, hey, this isn't lining up. And that's when the VP jumps in. And plus, the guys over in Germany don't want to hear about it. They don't seem to care. So it all just falls on my plate. And I'm just sitting there going, okay, I have no idea what she just told me whatsoever. But I listened to her, and I'm like, well, how'd it turn out? And hope she gives me a better line back. I also have this thing, I may go rub her shoulders or something, because I know that about her. I know what to do. Okay, I can't fix her on that. That's her job over there, but I can do something to comfort her. I don't steamroll over the top of her. Well, here's what you should do, and then now make her her job twice as hard, because now she's got to answer to them and me. See, don't don't run over the top of them. you got to dwell with her. With understanding, husbands are to treat their wives with respect as the weaker vessel. Okay, weaker vessel, I know that just stirred some people up right there. Weaker vessel or weaker partner. That means weaker physically, sometimes weaker emotionally, because we men, we have the emotions of a rusty fence post most of the time. But the weaker vessel does not mean weaker intellectually. I know some smart women that exceed me in what they do, okay? It doesn't mean intellectual or it doesn't mean weaker, inferior. 
Peter said that we are heirs together of the grace of life. Heirs together, grace of life. Christian husbands and their wives, they both inherit the same gift of eternal life together. Say you get married as an unbeliever to an unbeliever, and you find yourself one day married to an unbelieving spouse. You got saved, but he, he, he or her did not. Then eternal life is a gift that could be given if the believer will take up the disciplined obedience of obeying God's order in that marriage. If they will submit to the husband, or if the husband will dwell with her with understanding, then maybe you'll go from being a unequal yoked to equal yoked together. So that they, you, you got to do this to win over the unbeliever to Jesus Christ. And Peter gave husbands a warning that those who do not treat their wives with the consideration and respect that God commands, they cannot expect their prayers to be answered because their prayers will be hindered. It says your prayers will be hindered, blocked. You hear people say, well, God hears all prayers. Well, according to this, he doesn't. Any man who does not treat his wife right, his prayers don't make it past the ceiling. They're hindered. Men, I have to say this because it's, it's in the culture. Looking at pornography dishonors your wife. Your prayers are hindered. God's not listening to you. When you look at porn and dishonor your wife, your prayers are literally prevented. Now, I'm an Apollo lunar NASA nut guy, okay? I, I love the Apollo story, and I study all the documentaries. And Anna doesn't. She lets me watch it. She goes and does something else. It's my thing. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes she deals with it. She goes, are we watching another space documentary? I'm like, yeah. She goes, okay, I'm going to go find something to do. But I'll tell you, when, they, when the, the Apollo guys orbited around the moon, when they were on the far side of the moon, their radio transmissions were hindered because you can't shoot through the moon on radio. Their, their transmissions were hindered. They could not talk back to Houston until they came back out from behind the moon. Now, men, hear me. Call yourself Christian all you want to, and you might pray like there's no tomorrow. But if you are not dwelling with your wife, if you're not dwelling with her in understanding, if you are dishonoring her, and if you're not going through life with her, I don't care how Christian you claim to be, your prayers are blocked. They are hindered. Dishonoring your wife and dwelling with them with understanding makes your prayers work. But if you don't do these things, that's what's called a prayer killer. God won't put up with it. God will not even hear of it. Now, I know of men who disrespect their wives and go to church. Who do they think they're fooling? And you're not fooling God. I know of marriages where the husband won't lead, the wife won't submit, and it puts both of them in opposition to God's word. And if just one of them would get in God's order, then the other one could be won over. That's what Peter's trying to tell us. It doesn't take both of you. It takes one of you. The believer, if you're the believer, it takes one of you to do it right. You can win the other one over. And then their marriage can be healed. Then their prayers will be heard. And then it says they will become heirs together of the grace of life. Now, I'm thinking of my Apollo documentaries that I like to watch. When they were behind the moon with no radio contact at all, NASA calculated exactly when the spacecraft would reestablish connection again. NASA could calculate it right down to the second when that radio contact would return and when all their telemetry data would come back again. 
They're saying, we know exactly when you're going to clear your hindrance. So friends, I'm going to tell you, if you have marital trouble, I can calculate for you right down to the very second when your prayers will be reestablished. It'll come back on the moment you submit yourself to God's order. It all comes back. If you've been praying and praying and praying for things to change and nothing's happened yet, your prayers are hindered, maybe it's time to get out from under that hindrance and get under the authority of God's power and God's order. Now, these days, a lot of men, they don't want to lead. And a lot of women don't want to submit. But guys, if, if God commanded it, I want to do it. Again, I know this is a tough subject. I'm not the one that wrote it. Thank you all for hearing me out so far. But if God said it, I want to do it. Friends, let us repent. Let's take in what Peter is trying to tell us here. And don't view this with your modern day bias. Let God's word sink in and give you the understanding, or else you're going to miss out on the blessing that we've been called to. Now, if you want to give your spouse, if you're married, you want to give your spouse a good gift for this new year, then husbands, you can give your wife the gift of understanding and respect. Have compassion for her. Have some sympathy with her. And wives, you can give a gentle, you can give a gift of a gentle, quiet spirit and submission, all of which are precious to the Lord God. 1 Peter 3 and 8. Finally, all of you be of one mind, having compassion for one another. Love as brothers, be tenderhearted, be courteous, not returning evil for evil or reveling for reveling, but on the contrary, blessing, knowing that you were called to this, that you may inherit a blessing. Okay, we're all called to receive a blessing. Yes, that's what I want. Give me the blessing all day. But there's some things you got to do to get that. Sometimes we get down on ourselves that we think that our lot in life is just to be somebody else's punching bag. You ever feel like that? Woe is me. I'm just here to get beat up on by everybody. But that's not what God's Word says for you. God's Word says you're called to inherit blessing. Don't think, well, you know, I'm just always the, the, the bad guy out all the time. God's Word puts you better than that. To get the blessing, you got to get real here. We got to understand there are principles we have to live by. You cannot live your life on your own terms and expect God to bless that. So, Peter, I'm going to wrap it up. Peter gave us three commands. First, we have to be of one mind. When you see people on TV or movies, they're always pummeling each other over disagreements. They're always fighting about something, right? Please do yourself a favor and the rest of us a favor. When you watch TV and you see people going back and forth, destroying each other, do yourself a favor. Turn it off. You don't need to see that. You don't need to hear that. You don't need to be conditioned by it. Just turn it off. When you find yourself in a fight with somebody, walk away. Just leave. We have to learn to be of one mind. People will find the one thing they can disagree on and go to war on that. You ever notice that? I had a lunch with a friend of mine one time, and uh, we were going to talk about the Bible. He asked me a Bible question, and I agreed with him. Yeah, that's the way I see it. He goes, okay. So he asked me another question. I said, yeah, here's the way I see it. He goes, yeah, I agree with that one too. So he asked me another question. Finally, we got to a question that I said, I don't see it that way. He goes, okay. And he was ready to fight. He wanted to go at it right there. So, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Stop. What just happened here? Were you just asking questions till you find the one we don't like with each other and that's where we're going to go to war? Yeah, well, you need to see it my way. I said, whoa, whoa, stop, stop, reset. I said, do you believe Jesus died on the cross for our sins? He goes, yeah. I said, let's start there. Let's start there and work from that. Let's not go to war over the things we disagree on. Let's start with the things we can agree on. He said, be of one mind, Peter said. We're all going to have different opinions. I've got a different opinion than you on a lot of things. But Peter's saying believers should strive to find the things we can agree on rather than looking for things to fight about. 
one mind. This is going to make it a whole lot easier for women to submit and for guys to respect her instead of finding the things we want to disagree on. Secondly, Peter said, don't repay evil with evil. That's all you see today is people returning fire. Most of our movies are built on this concept. It's about a bad guy does something terrible, and the good guy has to go pay him back for it. And that's why we watch the whole movie. Rocky Four. the Russian kills Rocky's friend, so now Rocky is going to go beat the tar out of him for it. So one time Anna said, uh, we were watching a movie, and Anna said, you realize if the characters in this movie got saved, the movie would be over? And I said, you know, you're right. <laughs> the Russian would ask Rocky for forgiveness. And Rocky and the Russian, they'd go start a boxing gym together, and they'd be friends, wouldn't they? You don't see that in the movies. This is crazy. But it would be godly if they did it. Third, Peter said, rather than returning evil for evil, we believers, and he's talking to believers here, we believers should look for peace and pursue that peace. Whatever the peace is, if you've got to look through the person with a fine-tooth comb to find peace, find that. And concentrate on that one thing and work from there. Pursue the peace. Rather than being hell-bent on retaliating for when people hurt us, we feel like we got to hurt them back. I say when people hurt you, bless them back. Oh, you watch that make their head spin off. When they hurt you, bless them back somehow. Find a way to bless them somehow. I know somebody has hurt you in the past. You want to please the Lord today? Find a way to bless that person back. It makes no sense in the world. I know it, but it makes all the sense in heaven. So when we sinned against the Lord Jesus Christ, we hurt him. We turned away from him. We went our own way, and we even crucified him. And yet, Romans 5, 8, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. See, if Jesus can do that for us, then we can do this for him. Well, Ray, I just can't forgive that person that hurt me. I just won't do it. Then you're not going to receive the blessing of eternal life. Sorry, not sorry, but this is expected of us Christian believers to do this. It may not feel good in your mind to bless them back, but I promise you it will feel real good in your heart to bless someone who hurts you. When we are cursed, we bless in return. We do not curse in return. Well, I'm not going to do that, okay? I'm talking to believers then. Believers. When we are cursed, we bless back. If you really want to be like Jesus, if you'll really do anything to help somebody get saved, then Luke 6, 28, bless those who curse you and pray for those who spitefully use you. Right? That's hard. I didn't say it was easy. Well, I can't figure this out in my mind. Well, listen to the Holy Spirit in your heart. Very different. And he'll tell you what to do. So he gave us three points of encouragement. He said, be of one mind not returning evil for evil, bless those who curse us. And Peter backed this up by quoting Psalm 34, which he wrote out for us in 1 Peter 3 and 10. For he who would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Again, call yourself Christian all day long. Guys, if you are dishonoring your wife, that includes misusing that computer when you think nobody's watching. If you are dishonoring her, your prayers are hindered as much as an astronaut behind the moon can't talk to NASA. 
Friends, I want to say this, whether you are single or married, it doesn't matter. I want us to take this message as a turning point today. Maybe you messed up with 1 Peter 3. Maybe you've got a bad marriage or something that happened. It didn't play out right. I I want you to always remember there is forgiveness in that. There is forgiveness in that. There is restoration in that. God can work with you even through that. You didn't ruin everything too far just yet. Walking forward is what I want to talk about. Let's learn to submit to authority, the authority that God gave us men and gave us women. And don't let that gender argument confuse it all up. It is ungodly. It is unbiblical. It's trying to keep people from following what we just studied. Men thinking they're women and women thinking they're men and all this messed up stuff. It's to just mess up the godly submission order. That's all it is. It's ungodly. Don't fall for that. Wherever you stand in all this, let's submit to authority. Whenever I go fly somewhere, whenever I book an air flight, I get online and I decide where I want to go. Let's say I want to go to Israel again. And so I fill in the website page, going to Israel, and I pick the chair I'm going to sit in. I know where I'm going, okay? Here's where I'm going. I know my destination. Then I have to put in my payment information. That's my MasterCard. You put in your MasterCard number and all that, so I know where I'm going and I know my payment. Now, if I just walk away from that computer without clicking the button at the very bottom of the page, see, there's a button you have to click at the very bottom of that page. Even though you put in your destination, and even though you put in your payment information, there's one button at the very bottom that you have to click before all of it goes through. And that button says, submit. Let's say I said, well, here's where I'm going. Here's my payment. And let's say I go to the airport, but I don't submit. You know what they're going to tell me? I'm here to get on my airplane ride. You know what they're going to tell me? They're going to say, we don't know you. You didn't submit. There's a lot of people saying, well, I'm a Christian because I know where I'm going. I'm going to heaven. And I know my payment information. Jesus died for me on the cross, but they will not submit. And when they get there before him, he's going to say, depart from me for I never knew you. Friends, if you won't submit here, you will not submit up there either. This is training for us to get this right down here so that we can get it right up there. Amen. Let's submit to our authorities the way God has for us to do it so that when you get here, when you get home, they'll say, hey, I know you. Come on in. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, I stumbled through that one a little bit, but um, I think we did it. Lord, however well or not well. I may have delivered this message. I'm going to turn it over to you, God, to let you deal with people and how this works. Father, I struggle with some of this. I know some people struggle with this. We've got problematic past. We, we've done things that we're not proud of. We, we've messed up here and there. But Lord God, you're perfect. Lord, if I can speak on behalf of those who would agree with this, Father, forgive me. I sinned. I messed up. And I can't fix it. I, the more I try to fix it, the more I mess it up. So, Lord Jesus, I turn it all over to you. Thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for taking my sin penalty in my place so that you would die with the condemnation upon you instead of me dying with it upon me. I turn it all over to you. I submit to you as Lord. You are now my Lord. Thank you, Father, for your word. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to Set for Life. 
We hope you can join us next time, unless Jesus returns for us first. Set for Life is the radio ministry of Pastor Ray Jensen. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast at setforliferadio.com. Hi, this is Ray Jensen. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to encourage you in God's Word. If the Bible doesn't excite you, then you're not reading it. I want you to remember that you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life.